go. All right, so um, we are doing a recording over here about other side. Um, I will quote some sources, and uh, but I will I will mention the links so you can go and check them out for yourself. All right, so all of you though, are you able to see the screen I'm sharing? Can you see the other side? But X Y Z, can you all see? Yes. Super. All right. So, first thing first, things you should know is number one, explore. Okay, we'll we'll get into why this is important, but this is the current map. Right now, right in the center over here is the board ape yacht club. If you click on it, okay. This little grouping in the middle over here is called Club Island. This first circle that you see is the biogenic swamp. So those were the 10,000 that went to the ape holders. And the next ring is the chemical goo. And that was to the mutant ape holders. And then there are, I'm blank on the other names, sorry. Um, the, outer, the, the other rooms. Um, now, the board a the Yuga team has allocated quite a number of uh, properties they still own in their account for artists, right? Because that's where people got confused. They thought there was going to be another hundred thousand minted by artists. That is not the case. They've already got the I think it's about twenty thousand properties in these two rings. So the biogenic, so in the chemical goo, and the next ring I think it's the cosmic. And it's Right, so this is called uh, Infinite Expanse. So Infinite Expanse and Biogenic Swamp is where others, where Yuga Labs has allocated pieces for artists and stuff for development. Those are where people who are with great ideas are going to be able to get grants and stuff. Okay. Um, the other 100,000, what is the running theory is that when you complete, um, so let's put it like this. In the beginning, when they're doing the first round of testing and stuff, that whole thing is going to be gamified and called something called the obelisk. Okay. You're creating the obelisk. And whoever completes their obelisks will be able to mint a land on the other side. And the running theory is that it will literally be the flip side of this map. So you'll, that's where the portals will be important because you can swap between this side and the other side. But it's pretty clear whether it's on the other side or, or it becomes an, an extra ring and stuff that those hundred thousands are not being sold. They are going to be claimable. Right, so that's important because that's a stock split as opposed to another capital raise, right? Even if the price were to halve, it doesn't matter, right? Because let's say the floor went from two ETH to one ETH, but you're holding two properties, you haven't lost value, right? Um, okay, the other thing I want you to see while we're here is I always found it very telling when I clicked on this piece of property, it shows you 
pretty much how big the properties are, right? Like that's a pretty big mansion and yet it's not enormous. And so there's going to be a certain level of intimacy as far as I'm concerned in other side. And you've got kind of like these private areas divided by water. So you can see your neighbors, but yet you've still got privacy. So you've got this continuous world, it's quite intimate, yet it's also private, it's a swamp. And I really like that kind of combo. Um, where we've seen that like that big events and stuff like that, I think that those are going to be portals that are opened up specifically for events. In other words, this is the continuous world, but that staging zone and stuff that we've seen don't really exist in it, right? They might, they might push it on the outer rim or they might probably make like a portal whereby if you come to the Board Ape Yacht Club, right, you click on it and then there's like a big events place. But I do think they are going to try and keep it intimate where you run your properties as you want. So um, just as one other handy tool, if you want to search for a property just to get a perspective where it is, um, here's, for example, our embassy, right? You can search for it over here. And you can see who your neighbors are, and then it can take you to OpenSea. So that's this. Um, the other thing that I think is really important that people check out is the light paper. I think it's really cool um, because it gives a perspective of things. And, and the most important parts I get from the light paper is that the economy is going to be... Um, it's going to be that of a gamified Roblox, right? Or Minecraft or Second Life. In other words, the land produces resources. Those resources um, are what you will then use to craft items, which allows for you know, different people to have different business strategy, right? Some people can just be massive whales. They've got an incentive to mine those resources, get them through the Agora, and then other people who want to sell skins, right, items for people to wear or decorative items, they will be able to upload templates, but they cannot craft those templates without resources. So resources, uh, if we go to now, if we go to a deed, okay, resources cannot be replenished. In other words, I think there's going to be a daily kind of harvest amount that you can get or every two days or something, okay. Resources cannot be um, increased. And I do not think they're going to have them run out either. That's my running theory with resources. Um, artifacts we already know cannot be created. There's a finite supply of them and they do different things. But the good thing about artifacts is that they are detachable. They are going to be their own NFTs. Okay. So, um, these lands are not static. Their resources might be, I, I think, let's go like this. The resources are going to be static. You won't be able to improve on that or decrease on that. The type of land it is, right, will not be able to be changed. So, for example, um, this is a sands and it's in the infinite expanse, right? That's its location. That's its type, okay? Um, but artifacts and coders are independent NFTs that will hop around, right? So someone, there'll be a specific market, I think, for artifacts and for coders because they can be moved around. We do not know at all what artifacts and coders will do, but we can assume that it'll be a kind of a buff, right? The coders might be able to in, get engaged in battles. Uh, the artifacts might be able to enhance the speed of your crafting uh, or enhance uh, the, the, the speed of resources being mined, etc., etc. So they certainly are going to give buffs, but the fact that they are um, detachable 
um, means that I don't put as much importance on them right now because, um, well, I'll come to the two strategies that I'm employing, but I think they can, they can be prioritized later, right? Uh, that's just my stance on that. So they can be detached, that we know for sure. Now, one other thing that is a massive discussion point is if you see this little dot over here, okay, that's the level of development of a land. So if we were to go to sands in, as environment, and okay, you can see that they're all in different levels of development. For example, this is the most developed, right? This is a four, and then there's even a five. Okay, now I would eat my shorts literally if you were able to expand the size of the land, right? I think it's quite clear also from the image that the level of development firstly is environmental, right? It's like the natural phenomenon on the land, but it's also vertical, right? It's not expanding the, 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 the horizontal, the, the actual floor print of the land. And I think that's very important because it'd be very fucking weird if the land mass, like your travel time expands because people are upgrading their land, right? But I do think you are going to be able to upgrade the environment. So I do think uh, that is going to be something that's not stationary. You see those four dots over there? I think you will be able to go from one to five dots, probably by spending a lot of resources. Or maybe you'll need an artifact to cause some magic to do so. But what is important to me is, number one, um, we're all going to get the same size land. The question is how developed it is. Uh, and number two, that um, the environments, you know, they've mentioned these are static lands. So you'll be building on them as well. You'll be putting your stuff on them. But the environment, probably the, t the, the, the level of the environment will be able to be upgraded. Now, we don't know why it would be beneficial to have this. It might just be decorative, right? In other words, this level of, of how... Um, decked out your natural resources are not preferring to your mining resources but the kind of environmental look might just be cosmetic or it might have other perks uh, some people are speculating that you'll need your environment to be upgraded not to uh, expand the land size but this will this will affect how much you can store on your land or maybe how many people you can have on your land right um, I, there's a there might be something to that there might be something to needing your land to get a environment to be fully decked out uh, so that you can get as extra people on your land or maybe a certain amount of storage in your house or something because a lot of the ones that you see that are decked out you see that they start to have a house that looks quite developed right so that's kind of probably your mansion your keep or something um and um yeah that's yeah that's worthy of note um right because if you look here this is a level one you see, it's, it's, it's very cutesy, right? And then as the land develops, your home is getting very, a lot bigger. Now, will you be able to build a full-blown mansion? Maybe, but maybe not early on, right? We don't know, you know, with the decorative items. You know, there's, there's a strong argument. in Like when I looked at Roblox and Second Life and those things, if you are trying to keep a cohesive ecosystem, right, that everything matches, right? And number two, you're trying to make sure that people don't heavily lag, then it's usually beneficial to enforce a code on the exterior, right? And then allow people to do whatever they want in the interior. Firstly, because then the interior doesn't load until someone's in that room, right? Because those rooms could be like separate 
rooms that take you to a different server or something. And it keeps a cohesion. And so there's, there's a strong possibility that when other side allows you to make decorative items, it might only be for your interior, right? You might not be able to put a customized mansion. And so that is where um, there is a fair amount of speculation about the environment. But all in all, um, again, I would, I would say it's quite likely that you will be able to upgrade your environment. So, so why am I mentioning this? I don't think buying an environment should be a priority. That's my point. Uh, I don't think getting one with an artifact should be a priority or getting one with a coder, unless you're buying multiple and you've got lots of money. But if you're entering and you want to know kind of the best strategy, I would say, um, going back to our map over here, the two things, the two, there are three core strategies, I would say. Number one, you can buy floor ones, okay? Dollar cost average into the floor ones. There's nothing wrong with that. Our friends at ATCC are doing that, okay? If you are going floor, for floor ones, I would recommend though that you make sure that they have at least one resource, okay? Because I think it's going to be very apparent that in the early game, um, there are going to be a lot of people buying up a lot of resources because they want to pimp out stuff, they want to upload things, they want to get decorative with their homes and so on, okay? And even if the outer rims literally are like the third world nation supplying the, the 500 on this island, okay, there'll still be a lot of building going on, right? So for your early game, if you're talking purely APY, you want to get the cheapest land possible with as many resources possible. And just one other thing to show you all, by the way, you see where it has these dots. This means the amount of that resource, right? So in other words, this shows you that it's got some of that resource, but you've got a one, two, or three dots, okay? So if you get one which has three dots of something, that means it's got a lot more of that resource. And also, um, there are, um, yeah, let me go to fresh drops. There are different rarity resources. Some resources are very rare. And what we are assuming the rare resources will be able to do is they will, they mention in the light paper that certain certain items, in addition to just being crafted, will be able to get like some speciality gems attached to them and stuff, and you'll need re rare resources for that. Uh, I wouldn't worry about the rare resources. Again, it, it um, especially if you're looking to flip or resell or just want the possibility to resell, the rare the rare resource lands are struggling. Struggling. Um, why is it not showing? Okay, cool. Yeah, so if I go to traits, trait window. Laggy today. So for those listening, we've been just going between the other side.xyz explore and the light paper. We've been looking at the lands on OpenSea uh, to see the different things. And now I'm just showing uh, people who can't see the video, I'm showing um, the different resource rarities. So here, if you look, for example, at Eastern resource, okay, you'll see that most resources um, are in this kind of range, right? Like 2.78%. 2, 2 but there are some resources that are as rare as 0.03. Okay, and it's likely that those resources will be able to forge, you know, special cosmetic effects and stuff. Again, if, if you are on a limited budget, 
I would say go for as much resource as possible um, with different resources if you can. But I think that the bulk of the templates being uploaded will be able to be created with, you know, like they might need, you know, there's four groups of resources or five groups, is it? They might need a bit of um, different elements, but they'll be able to take the kind of whatever to fulfill that, right? Some, some resources are fire, some are different things. Those elements, they might need a, like 50-50 of that, but again, it will basically be able to be filled by any of these standard, standard resources. So I would say go for, if you're going for floor ones, go for uh, ones with as many resources possible. Then the other um, strong strategy I suggest is if you can afford it, go for Biogenic Swamp. I believe this is kind of going to be the capital city. Um, as you can see, it's also much more um, dense, right? It, you know, everyone's going to want to be here uh, as close to the Board Ape Yacht Club as possible. There'll be a lot more foot traffic over here. So for the mid to long game, location, 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 this is where you want to be. And then probably the most undervalued thing in the entire game right now or uh, market right now would be the biogenic, would be the chemical goo. Because if you go and look at the floor on chemical goo, so the floor right now on other side deeds with resources. Let's find the first one with the resource. Yeah. Okay, so the floor on ones with a resource are about, what, 0 0.7, somewhere around there, okay? If you go to uh, sediment type and you go to chemical goo, the floor in chemical goo is not much, not much higher. Uh, and if we were to get one with a resource, we're looking at like 1.91 to 2 ETH, right? So the difference is very little. And yet, if you look in the location point of view, you know, there's, this is a vastly closer to the middle in the outer rim, right? So I would say the best value for money uh, it would be a chemical goo with some resources or a floor one, but with a lot of resources, right? That's what I would say. So, um, you know, avoid, Sorry, yeah. Can you just, where on that map is the goo area that you're talking about? Sure, so here's the chemical goo area. It's this rim. It's the second group. Right. The second one? Okay, yeah. thank you. So that was for the mutants, right? So there's 20,000 chemical goo and 10,000 biogenic swamp. So as you can see, the moment this becomes highly populated, right? Like what will likely happen? Think of standard real estate situations. In the beginning, a lot of the, the rich boys will set up their mansions over here, okay? Over time, likely high quality businesses will want to come in over here embassies, clubhouses, stuff like that, right? And so then your kind of closest kind of place for your home, right, your personal estate, if you really want to be close to downtown Manhattan, becomes the chemical goo, right? So, you know, it's just the way that, that cities expand outwards. And so, the, you know, these outer colonies might take many months. They will be very useful for resources, right? Uh, that's why there's going to be these agoras. You know, they, their whole job can be to just mine resources in order to funnel them back to the center. But this is where the action is going to start. So, yeah, I would certainly say that the chemical goo is, is, is highly undervalued right now relative to, uh, be, you know, to, to things. You see, and chemical goo is, yes, it's, you see, it's, it's right there. I mean, this is like, this is still biogenic swamp over here. And the floor for biogenic swamp is going to jump 
um, you know, to whatever, you know, four ETH, five ETH. So there's like a two ETH jump despite them being so close together. So that's a solid place to look. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the general, that's the general what we know. Now, I could go more into, there's a lot of speculation on, on, on coders because some coders, you know, are mega coders. Uh, some coders uh, have weapons, some don't. I think it's plausible that the coders will, will act probably in two ways. They'll probably bless your land, right? So a coder being present will probably speed up things or give you bonuses on your resource harvesting and stuff like that. They will also probably be able to participate in some kind of player versus environment or, or player versus player kind of battling. Uh, that's likely for the coders as well. Uh, and they're going to be a, a, a big flex, right? There's 10,000 coders. And so for people who get to use those as their avatars, I do think that that is a valuable flex. Um, you know, it's, it's, remember, other side is, is, has gamification to it, right? We know that people are going to be able to set kinds of experiences and games on their land. Um, they're going to kind of have like quests and hunting and things. We know that people will be able to set the PG limits and stuff on their land. So there's certainly... Um, you know, gamification coming. But I think from a social point of view, if you think in terms of mass adoption, and we've seen this with kind of Mirandas and Gala too, there's only a thousand elves. And yes, they have a buff, but at the same time, it's also a major flex, right, to be walking around with a board ape or a coder or something like that. So, um, you know, for those who can't afford a board ape or a mutant, a coder is actually a good entry point because you, you're getting your coder and the land, right? So, like you could sell off the land once they become detachable and still have your special flex as a coder. Um, the other thing we don't know a lot about yet is transport. Um, you know, we do know that there are, um, you know, these special void lands and stuff. They may, act, they may act as toll booths, right? If you want to cross over to the other side or something, or if you don't want to take a long trip, right? Like it might be, this is a speedier way to do it you know, they, they will act as a way for you to jump around. So I think, I do think that transport-wise, everyone will be able to transport, right? We'll probably have rafts and things. But if you want speedy transport or if you want to move uh, a lot of stuff quickly, um, that is where these kind of portals may become useful. Uh, they also haven't told us, you know, there does seem to be, they've mentioned things like agoras. We don't yet know if those are going to be specific lands right, that, uh, that you guys meant kept for themselves and they're going to set up agoras, or they might be like little floating extra islands or something, I don't know. I think like when we see some of those big events, I think what will happen is they will like make a, 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 a limited time floating island in big places like this, you'll come to the event and then, uh, and then it will kind of poof, go away for a while. So, um, or as I say, they might have like you enter the board ape and then it carries you off to a big event or something. So, uh, because, again, I do think when we look at it, there is a, a fairly intimate size uh, to the land. So, yeah. Um, okay, so those are, those are the key points. Um, that's really kind of a, a brief overview um, of, of kind of the, the land options. Um, I wanted to take some questions and open up to just ideas. And uh, a lot, as I say, is theoretical still, but I'll tell you what kind of people are running with at the moment. Um, also, if you do end up buying uh, at least two other side deeds, 
you can join what is called Other Side Gang, which is a Discord. Uh, they have fantastic tools. I'll show you some of their tools, for example. So this is the interface that all of the other side gang members uh, get to use. And um, yeah, let's have a look. So here's charts. You can see different, different lands, floor things, uh, tools, get analytics, working. Oh, they changed it off. Now I have to get them to give me access again. <laughs> Did you say you needed two other side deeds? Yes. Yes. Uh, they say, welcome to the biggest totem. Welcome uh, to my Discord again. So now what? I don't know. I'll have to speak to them. But yeah, they've got some great tools over here. Uh, and how many are unified? Takes on primary function. Oh, awesome. I don't know. I think it's still two lands. Let me ask AK. Let's see their FAQ quickly. Verified other deed holders. No, so if you have one, it's okay. Yeah, as long as you have one. So yeah. So anyway, they've got really fantastic tools. Um, let me see if I can. Okay, I'll, I'll show you all that another time. Yeah, they show you like what, you know, what's the cheapest thing in a different category. Like, because a lot of people are, are buying many deeds over there. And so what will happen is they will be trying to kind of make sure that they're covering all the different kinds of resources and so on. Uh, Goddess, you're asking what's your Discord? Yeah, I'll give a Discord invite link. But you really won't be able to see much unless you have a deed. There you go. There you go.
Very welcome. Okay, so uh, I'd like to open up to some questions. Cosmic Bella Escobar. Hey, Dylan. Hey. Um, would there be any difference in this trade theory? Say, if you're sitting on five to ten ETH, would you go with the goo with partial resource or floor? Are you are uh, lots of resources? Would that be? Are you looking to hold? Are you looking to hold it? Trade flip. Um. Yeah. If you're looking to flip potentially, then you're better off going with floor ones. Um, floor ones with resources bought at just because then you then if you know then if you don't mind getting stuck holding it, it doesn't matter if the floor goes down a bit, right? And then when the floor goes up, you might be able to you know flip it on volume. But if you are looking to hold, I would say biogenic swamp by far. I mean, if you get any of these biogenic swamps, I mean you know. They're great. What's, what's the floor on those? Uh, three point nine six, but those don't have resources. Let's see one with a resource. Uh, there we go. They're about four ETH with a resource. And of so course, you hold can for houses. So, and what is your and, thought sorry, on one thing, what Bella, is one thing, Bella? And also remember, yeah. friends, X two Y two. Huh? Just don't forget X two Y two. The Yuga, the Yuga ecosystem in general. Um, use X to Y to a lot. And so you might very well see that the floor, and again, you can see if it's marked suspicious, you know, before you buy it. But um, let's see the floor and biogenic swamp on sediment here. It's close, but you might be able to, you know, your offer might be accepted more readily accepted over here and stuff. But you'll still, you'll still save 0.8. Look, you see, you're saving 0.08. So definitely take, um, look on X to Y2 as well. Um, and also, um, if you, you know, some of those groups like, um, I have to check, but I think there might be a marketplace channel as well in the other side discord once you own one land i think there's a trade sell channel as well um so yeah always you know look for some otc things once you've got one uh go for it bella so i was gonna say so i don't know if i missed it but what do you think the the sediment tiers are for the sediment tiers meaning yeah, the yeah names of the lands no there's sediment tiers and it it's one of three, two of three, or three of three. If you look under the stack, you mean you mean this? Any land. Hold on. So no, go to the no, 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 no. Okay. Go to go to scroll down and go to your stats. Click it. Stats. Yeah. Yes. Biogenic. Yeah. Stats. No, click stats. Sediment tier two of three. Okay. So environmental tier we've discussed. Um, sediment yeah. tier. Um. Like, I've heard a theory around this, but it doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I was asking if you had any idea about this one. I, I believe the sediment here is linked to the geography. Isn't it? 
That's mysterious. No, no, no. See, see, the sediment here is linked to, look, see, look, biogenic swamp is tier five. There's only three tiers. That's different. You're a tier. Uh, That's the environmental no, no, tier. No, no, no. It's, it's, no, no. There's, there's sediment. There's three things. Sediment, sediment tier, and environment. So we've, we know what sediment is. That refers to biogenic swamp or okay. cosmic expanse. Yeah. What is sediment tier? That's tiers of one to five is okay, but they don't. Resource rarity tiers that we've discussed. Don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard a good explanation either on that one. Let me search quickly, other side gang, see if someone brought it up over there. Okay, we know that sediment tier three is the best sediment tier, but no one seems to have an idea um, what what they are. Yeah. All right. It might, uh, it might, yeah, it might be some kind of boost on the resources or something. It might be a, a buff on how fast things grow or something. But yeah, no one seems to have a clear answer. We do know that tier three is the best as opposed to one. There doesn't seem to be. So, in other words, but the fact that it is called a sediment tier likely means that it is linked to the to the underlying sediment, right? So it's like variety within the biogenic swamp. Um, yeah. Cool. Asking that. Um, any other questions, friends? But yeah, I, I would certainly say, Parker, that you want to, if, you, if you're looking to, you don't mind holding and um, you're interested in, in also in a potential long game, I would say certainly Biogenic Swamp with resources is the way to go. You know, also because there's, there's, there's also only 10,000 of them, right? And it's a prestige thing, right? It's like anyone who's going to want to build a business or anything needs to be in the Biogenic Swamp. Right? Anyone else, like these smaller alpha groups or communities, will be like, "Yeah, I'm going to go and get in the outskirts." That's fine, but you're 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 pretty far away from where things are happening. Whereas some people are just taking the strategy of, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make a resource mining club, right? That's all they like. That's the that's their game plan, APY. And if you're going purely on APY, then then it's 
quite fine to go with, you know, floor ones because it doesn't matter, right? It's the same resource, right? It doesn't matter where the location is. If it's got the same tier of resource, then, you know, that resource gets sent to Agora and Agora's, you know, people need to buy that. So from a purely APY point of view, you know, if you paid, you know, two ETH for something instead of three ETH for something and it's, you know, returning the same amount of resource every day, of course, you know, that's a better APY. But if you intend to flip to someone who wants to use it for, you know, location, um, then the capital, so let's put it like that. APY is better on floor ones with resources. Capital gains is likely far better uh, on Biogenic Swap. I think that's, that's probably the fair way to kind of say it. Makes sense. Is there a place... A good place to hang out or trades happening, things like that. Yes, um, the OG the OG gang is great. That Discord is great, but you do need to already own one land before you can. Yeah. Awesome, Cosmic, looking good, man. Um, also, I think some of you have to consider if you want to be playing this, right? Like, is this only a speculative investment for you? Do you think that there's a chance you'll be playing? Because that, then you should take into account other things too, right? Like, uh, yeah. Resource. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're playing, like, for me, like, my thing, my, I would just, I'd be going after resources versus trying to go after maybe just location. Um, but I don't know, it's just my thinking. So what is your assessment on the potential appreciation in, in what time frame? Because this is going to take some time to develop, right? There's no time frame, friend. I mean, come on. I mean, this is like, yeah, there's no time frame. I, I think, I think, I think we will mm -hmm. see, I think we will see other side far outpace some of the games that we thought would come out before, like Illuvium. Um, I think other side is moving at a tremendous rate. But I mean, it's pretty clear. I expect probably all of all of next year to just be for people who own land. Right, that whole obelisk thing. At least half of next year will just be for people with land. So that kind of mass adoption part won't be happening for a while they're going to try and have you break it they're going to try and have you come set up things you know because a hundred thousand land that's a lot of people right and even if the unique hold account what is the unique hold account actually even if it's the 30%. unique hold account is how many i think 30 percent so for thirty-four thousand people that's still a lot um you know of people to test it for you so yeah I do think because you know Mirandis is taking the same opinion by the way that if you don't have an exemplar you can't get in and it's not that's not their long-term plan but I think most of these games want to get to a combination of of a lot of players inside uh, but not so many that they can't test out all of the things working well if that makes sense they'd rather deal with like too many people coming in at once as a secondary problem as opposed to making sure all the pieces are working that you can live on your land buy and sell in the gora verified on the blockchain and so on so that's what we can expect
Um, so, but that said, uh, every time there's a play test, I do think, as I mean, look, as we get closer, there'll be pumps, right? And as ApeCoin has pumps, then other side Ds might pump, and there will be there will be a number of uh, entry and exit points from now till it opens. Um, and I still think people, you know, the biogenic swamp will, you know, relatively speaking, always grow, go up faster. Like when the floor went up to 2.2 um, for other side floor items, right? The biogenics were at five, right? It's going to be exponential over there on the biogenic front because, again, if someone really wants uh, potentially to open a business or a collection wants to have an embassy or something, they are going to need a biogenic swamp. Yeah. Right, Bella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What 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 were you thinking, Rhodes? Gotta like where's you know you know, um, I mean as I say, most of you you know, like, I I think other side is a type of thing then to consider. Um, I, I think the best way to treat other side is don't get into it if you if you don't want to be there for like potentially you know if you, if you're not willing to potentially be left holding the bags I think that's important um, because I I do think especially if you're buying the floor ones if you go and look at like let's go look at NFT scoring if you go and look at the cell walls right um, you know the the floor moves very slowly because it's still a hundred thousand items. You know, and we're talking, you know, two ETH an item. So if you look at NFT scoring, oh, I'm typing it. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> what time is it, by the way? Okay, cool. We've got a little bit of time. Yeah, if you look at the price walls, Cell walls, that's what it's called, right? Okay. You see? Rose Scholar? Yep. It's a pretty fucking big, you know. Right? It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, to expect, you know, I would say be careful of sniping rare traits because, again, a lot of people are not looking for that. Those are really the whales who have now got everything they wanted and now they're adding a few kind of extra things just in case those are very valuable most people are trading on the floor and the floor therefore doesn't move that much but i think if you start to look in the biogenic swamp that's where you see the, the price walls are much smaller right if you look at biogenic swamp um, and then so in other words if you're expecting there to be periods of pumps right for those in other words for the traders if you are expecting there to be periods of pumps um then the biogenic swamps are valuable because it goes very quickly from three to five ETH, right? You know, so the moment there's yeah, a pump, um, you know, whereas the, the chemical goo, again, the chemical goo is the best item for a long-term play because it's both a resource and a good location for the mid to long-term game. But if you're concerned about like, well, maybe I'll, get, I'll buy some and also get out for a pump. I, I think Biogenic Swamp is where it's at. Biogenic Swamp, bi, Biogemi, Biogenic Swamp and Coders are probably the two most 
uh, sought after things that that do tend to have movements right like a lot of the mutant ape holders are buying and selling coders all the time now that's quite expensive for most people the floor on coders is like 12 eth or something i think uh let's have a look Oh yeah, it is coder. Yes, coder. Yes. Yeah, the floor in coders is around twelve to thirteen ETH. So that's you know that's a bit pricey for most people. If you're already getting that amount of money, go and get yourself a mutant. In my opinion. Well, I just sold a couple of NFTs, so I've got a few ETH now to. Uh... To, to use, I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. One of the things that I was looking at doing was probably getting um, another side just to get into the Yuga uh, universe. Um, but the reason I asked my question, I was wondering, is, is, is this a long-term play? Because unfortunately, most of my uh, plays so far have been long-term investments, and I haven't done much flipping and haven't been very successful in whatever I have done. So I'm trying to figure out if I should, um, you know, focus a little bit more on short term plays and trying to increase, um, increase my, my, my bag that way or invest in something again, that is a long term play, but has a higher chance of appreciation. So I'm, I'm still that's i mean that's all that's the game right you know how much do we focus on you know the short-term flips to add more eth in our pockets or you know the long-term stuff that we you know in this space it's i I've, i can look back on all the long-term plays i've done and i'm a long i'm a long i'm a long-term investor i'd love to just sit there and try to say you know what uh this project blockchain miners club uh creeps you know when the creeps was you know a very you know when eth was really high you know we invest in those projects and because they're long term but you know at, at you know eight nine months later it's like uh you know where are we at so you know it's i think other other side as far as you know there's there's just so much there and there's so much unknown i just don't think like you know if if you know if if we're gonna if we're going to if this if other side is the metaverse like that we are all focusing on and i think it's definitely a safe safer long-term bet than probably 90 percent of what's out there um that's not financial advice but i guess this is my opinion um i think you know with this kind of how i kind of we've kind of staged um lost tigers dow is you know heavy long term on yuga and then and then while we're just actively buying flipping and stuff now it's it's what what's that's kind of the the model there and you know we can try to get eth we can get get eth and get earnings that way and and but i think that's that's kind of how i operate as well so um personally because there's like today um was one example where we had i had this wireless spot for probably nothing um probably was it probably nothing probably whatever that label project and uh you know we i minted and you know 0.25 
ETH floor right out the gate, and that's ETH that I can turn into something else. Um, hopefully, a, hopefully something else, but it's just easier to just kind of accumulate that way, for me at least. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what the play uh, should be. So I'm looking for alternatives. But again, that's why I'm here. I wanted to find out what if I wanted to get into other side, what what would be a good strategy? Uh, yeah. Obviously, it depends on how much you know ETH you have to throw around. But I, I think I think starting with one, um, you know, probably a safe something off the floor. I mean. It's not gonna go. It's not gonna go down in value. I mean, it could, but it's not like the value, the long-term value proposition for other side is 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 probably well over what the floor price is, in my opinion. So I I would say that there are going to be periods of pumps. I think that's fair to say there'll be periods of pumps. Um, I think, um, yeah, expect periods of pumps, Rhodes Scholar. But, and, and if you want to, you can be buying the floor ones for that. But I think if you're looking to buy and sell, do a bit of arbitrage, floor ones are your best entry point, but a long-term play. Yeah, I don't expect huge amounts of movements on the other side, except when there's very big news, or if board apes or mutants are pumping hard, then of course, you know, someone will use, they'll speculate that other sides at entry point, right? But the floor has remained pretty much in a, you know, 1.5 to 3 ETH range for quite some time now. Um, whereas in that same time, biogenic swamps might go between 3 to 7 ETH. Um, so there's, there's a lot more swing room over there. Uh, okay, that's, that's fair. Because again, it's a much rarer resource, right? Like if you look at biogenic, if you look at coders, right? The jump in price happens very quickly, you see? Because there's less of them, right? And the same for biogenic swamp. You know, biogenic swamp, there is, you know, let's see how many are listed on biogenic. There are only 10% of the collection. There are only, why uh, now? There are only 300 of 10,000 listed at all, okay? So it's mostly whales and hodlers. And then, as I say, it jumps very quickly from 3.96. I mean, now we're already at 4.2. The next range, you're up to five, you see. So it's, you know, whereas when you look at the floor ones, there's 3,000 on the floor in, in, in a certain price range. So, you know, there has to be a hell of a lot for 3,395 to pop up to, you know, from 1.8 to 2. A lot has to happen here. So floor ones are a great entry point, dollar cost average like ATCC and others are doing. Get in with good resources. You're gonna have a very good early game. You're gonna get a good APY, but don't expect major movement here unless there's major news in the Yuga ecosystem. Whereas any small move in the biogenic swamp could affect, you know, heavily jump the price and the same goes for code. And then to summarize again, for those looking for really good, like how do I just balance? I've got a limited budget. Where should I, how do I get a good APY, but also 
long-term potential capital gains, I say you want to be, be looking at chemical goo. You want to be looking at chemical goo. Yes. What, what chemical goo? Chemical goo is the secondary ring. Chemical goo is a 20,000 chemical goo with a mutant A plant just outside of the bag. Did, did they release? Did they reveal the, uh, the plots? What do you mean, sweetheart? I mean, why are you, why are you, I just got in here, so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to catch up real quick, but, um. Yes. Jack, why don't you just hop in Cafe Voice Text and ask the question as opposed to coming in here and just cutting him off mid-speech. Okay. I don't know, I just never muted him, so he'll. No, no, that's okay, that's okay. No, just, you were you were like into something, and it's like I was listening. No, no, just kind of so, cut off and ruined the train yeah, of thought. Just, I, I apologize, them. No, yeah, who is that? Who, 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 who just, who just said that? Second, one second. So we're going. We, I just I'm running now to to Devil's Advocate with Brett. But the summary is: if you want, if you're in for the long term and you want a great entry point, go for floor ones with as many resources as possible. Dollar cost average. If there's movements, flip them. Do whatever you want. If you want to go for the long game, capital gains wise, and also potentially the highest ones that move in terms of, you know, swings when there is news, you want to be going for Biogenic Swamp because there's only 10,000 of them. There's very few listed at any given time because that's where the whales are hodling. And these are going to have the best capital gains, in my opinion. And then if you want to kind of balance between the two, you want to go for the secondary ring, which is chemical goo, because chemical goo is usually priced very close to the floor ones. And yet location wise, it is pretty close by to the Bordeaux Yacht Club and the Biogenic Swamp. And that is... You think that... Yeah. Sorry? That second ring. You think that second ring, that location is going to matter? I think I think location wise, yeah, as people build out, they're going to that's going to be the next place for people to live and things for their homes for the city. Yeah, I mean, it's like basically, oh, I can hop on a boat and yeah. be in like, right. It's like it's over like, there. Yeah, for our Americans, then, I mean, that might be your Hamptons versus Manhattan, right? It's close by, but it's not another state. Right. All right, everyone, I'm going to draw to close over there. Thank you for joining me. And if you want to come and hang with Brett and I, we're doing Devil's Advocate. Cheers.